Hello and welcome to Holly's Hotspurs, where I, your host, Holly Agambar, will be talking all the latest news and gossip, along with a few heated opinions on the club we all love, Tottenham Hotspur. Now you can watch this unfold live with me and my guests over on YouTube at my channel, Holly Agambar. But for now, let's sit back and discuss what has been happening at Tottenham. Hopefully, we've been living lavish. Thank you. Thanks for having me on for the first show of the season. And uh, yeah, what better way to come on uh, your channel and celebrate what happened yesterday. So thank you very much for having me on. My worries. Thanks for joining me. We also have Tans. Tans, how are you today? I'm absolutely buzzing. I've got my Lambrini in a plastic cup. Don't ask <laughs> me why I'm in a plastic cup. Honestly, it's time to celebrate. There's no Tans rants today. It's all positive vibes. So yeah, thanks for having me on hold. Always a pleasure to come on. No worries. I mean, I would love a Tans rant now and again, but it's nice no, to have no, my not, ears free of them today. Yeah, no, not today. <laughs> and also with me, we have Forms. Forms, how are you today? I'm great. I'm buzzing. I'm praying that this is like the stuff. <laughs> but oh. no, right. We'll come to Luke first while Forms sorts out his audio. Luke, obviously, it was an amazing game. It was 1-0. What do you make of that incredible goal from Sonny? We're just going to go in there straight away, head first. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I don't think in the first half he took his chances, really, to be honest. He had a few times when he was through um, on goal or at least one-on-one with Nathan Ake and really didn't make the most of it, in my opinion. Came back a couple of times, but um, in the second half, obviously, he was pushed on to you know try and go for goal, at least. And uh, he did say after the game that he, it was a lucky, lucky goal. And I think he said the same against Burnley when he scored that incredible goal where he ran from our own box. So you can never trust what Son says. He's always, uh, you know, a little bit modest, isn't he? But um, yeah, just an incredible goal. That's that's the thing that surely City should have worked on because that's classic Kumbin Son, you know, cut in and try and bend the ball into the far corner. But uh, it was a brilliant goal and a brilliant performance from every single Spurs player, to be quite honest. It was phenomenal. And I think that's the thing we've been missing. We've lost a lot of passion, I think, in this team. And yesterday there was fight all across the park. So Tans, I come to you. Obviously, there's we've got this massive talk about Harry Kane, and I've seen someone ask in the in the chat already about did you guys miss Kane yesterday? Now I kind of want to put a spin on it. Obviously, people are calling for Sonny to be the next striker, but even that goal yesterday came from a wide position and he cut in, and he wasn't in a central position to start with. So that being said, Tans, do you think we need Sonny as a striker, or would you still like someone new to come in if Kane does decide to leave? No, I think we do still need a striker because there were moments in that game where we lacked that vocal point. I don't think that's Son's game. I think Son can be a bit isolated, especially when we're hoofing balls over the top. That's that's not Son. So I do think we still need to look towards getting a striker because, you know, as much as I love Son, I just don't think it's enough because I was even thinking, like, there was a moment where he was on the floor. I was thinking, oh, my God, like, we're going to have that same thing that we have with Kane. When Kane's on the floor, we're like, what are we going to do? When Kane gets injured. So if Son gets injured now, God blind me, I don't know what we're going to do. So we definitely need to get a striker in 100%. But agree with what Luke said. It was a brilliant goal from Son. It was a bit frustrating, though, in the first 15 minutes. Like I felt he was lacking that clinical edge in the final third. But overall, he's, he's our star boy, isn't he? You could just always rely on him in those moments. Most of the time, eight times out of ten, he's going to score. But yeah, I don't know if we can say that we do better without Harry Kane. <laughs> but, you know, we we didn't miss him yesterday, which is, yeah. It's always, the case, it's always the case with us in the first 
in the first 15. We just take so long. I think regardless of the manager, regardless yeah. of the 11 on the pitch, we take so long to get into games. Um, but yesterday, <laughs> we, I guess we held our own. We, we did. did, and that's the thing. Like you guys said, I mean, obviously, I, I kind of missed the first 20 minutes because I was on the way back from football myself, but I think they were the hairiest 20 minutes of the whole game. So luckily, I managed to leave that because I think I would have gone grey again if I watched that. <laughs> but nevertheless, I mean, obviously, we've spoken about Sonny and his goal was phenomenal. But Forms, I ask you, another player that I thought really stood out yesterday and, and tends to get a lot of backlash from Spurs fans now and again is Lucas Moura. And I think mm. he played himself off oh. the park yesterday. So Forms, hit it away. What do you make of Lucas Moura? <laughs> I think, and I feel like there's there's a there's like a feel a communal feeling with Spurs fans that this year is the year where Lucas Moura just peaks mm. and has his best season ever. It's I, I watched every preseason game um, and just watched. Obviously, he's got that energy about him, and he gives one hundred and ten percent all the time. But he's, he, I, I don't know what's different this season. It's like mm. when he's on the ball. There's no one's getting near him. He will he will make his way past whoever he needs to make his way past, and and he's he's bringing that. I think what is he? He's just turned 29 or something. He's now bringing that extra level of experience in a relatively young side, um, and he's bringing that confidence. He's bringing that energy, and that's what we need. I really really think that he's going to be very important to us this year. And I also like the fact that he's obviously a Portuguese speaker. Nuno's a Portuguese speaker. So there's a bit of a connection there as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm very excited for, for Magic Mora to, uh, to come to life. Yes, I love that. I love, that. That. I love it. <laughs> it's good. And that's the thing. I think obviously what Kevin said here, I mean, Lucas has played better when he's got a bit more freedom. And obviously, I know we're still talking about Kane and I'm getting bored of it now, but it was shown <laughs> yesterday, wasn't it, Tans? He had a lot more freedom to just kind of do what he wanted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Moore is one of those players that like, sometimes I feel like he's a bit of a headless chicken at times. Like he's just doing a lot of running and mm. I feel like the end product isn't always there. But I feel like what, you know, um, he was just saying there about Lucas in pre-season, I think he's looked really sharp. I feel like he's playing a lot more with his head up and his work rate, like no one could question this guy's work rate. Like it's not a lamella type thing. Like this guy can just run and run and run, press and press and press. And yeah, I thought he was arguably the man of the match yesterday. It was a close call between him and Tanganga, which I know we'll probably wow. get onto him because we're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. Go on, Sorry, I was going to say they in Paris, they used to call him uh, the equivalent of the M25. Because he used yeah. apparently he just he used to just run and run and run forever yeah. in his circles and just didn't stop. And I think that was probably because PSG had such star men. Um, right. Who did they have at the time? They had Zlatan and they had that lot. So there was there was attention that was taken off of Lucas, and he didn't really have that much freedom. He was so isolated on the mm -hmm. wing. Whereas, all right, without Kane, he's got so much more freedom. He can cut in more. He can be a little bit more creative. And I understand that Harry Kane is our star man and has been for years. But at the same time, look, we got to the Champions League final without Kane. We've beaten City however many times we've beaten them without Kane. We, it's almost as if when Kane plays, the entire structure of the team and, and all of the plays and everything like that is based around Harry Kane and his ability. Mm. And it, it prevents certain players from shining in the way that they yeah. need to shine. 100%. So when Kane doesn't play... You'll see loads more players be a lot more free, be a lot more creative. And I, I last season, Stephen Bergwijn gave me such God, stress. That, and I just, I didn't, my sister, every time, every time, she just calls him Steve. She doesn't even want to say his full name. So every time Steve, every time, every time she sees him warming up, she goes, oh, it's Steve. Yesterday, 
I don't know what changed, but I think it might have been the lack of the lack of Kane and and the the, the creativity. But but I think a lot of players shone yesterday without Harry Kane. There, the only mm. thing that oh. Bergwijn missed out on yesterday was just again his final, oh, you know, God. yeah, <gasps> yeah, final yeah, yeah. touch or <laughs> you know his shooting boots, you know, because if he scores that and we go two 0 up, we see out the last 15, 20 minutes pretty easily. Um, but no, I, yeah, I completely agree. One thing on Lucas Moura quickly is I do like him on the right-hand side, but I also think he could play in the middle behind the striker if we need them to. Mm. He can play pretty much, you know, across that um, the two wings and behind the striker. He can play pretty much anywhere. And I think he's had a bad rep in a sense at Spurs, Lucas Moura, um, because he's never been that bad for us. And he always seems to show a lot of passion for Spurs. He seems to love playing for us. And so... I think you know it will be really, really good to to see him finally kind of you know come into his all and really, really shine. Yeah. Because as you say, at PSG it was absolutely sensational when we signed him. Just mm, felt like ever, yeah, it just mm-hmm. feels like we kind of just held him back a little bit. Now yeah. it seems like he's got that freedom to be able to just turn the pace on when he needs to, turn a bit of skill if he does, you know, if he wants to. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's going to be enjoyable to watch, hopefully. He just needs to be more consistent. That's his biggest issue for me. He just doesn't do it enough. Yeah. And I feel like we have a lot of players like that, unfortunately, in our team where there's just like these moments. But if he keeps this up, I think it's very hard for him not to start because he's just playing out of his skin right now. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. It is interesting. And another person, obviously, you've already said his name, Tanganga. Now, Luke, I come to you because I remember (gasps) many moons ago (laughs) and I said he has to be a centre that is his natural position, but I hold my hands up. I got it wrong, Luke, because you were correct from day dot that he needs to play right back. Oh, Go on, really? Luke. I'll let you fight. Wow. That's well, yeah, I just, look, I just think that he will always struggle to get in as a first choice starting centre back at Spurs. Very true. I don't think he is a bad centre back. I just think right now we have an opening for a right back. Mm-hmm. When he played against mm-hmm. Liverpool under Jose Mourinho, he could play on the right. He also, towards the end of the game, had to play on, sorry, yeah, then had to play on the left. Mm-hmm. Um, he did both against you know, Mane and Salah pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you guys remember that game last season, you know, he was even bursting down the line trying to you know get us a goal back in it the last kind of 10 minutes. Yeah, this yeah. close exactly. Yeah, and right. so, you know, I so I just think like for him as a footballer, he needs to make a decision where do I want to play? And right now, there is a huge opportunity for him to play right back at Spurs. And with performances like yesterday, you know, he was up. Pep Guardiola clearly knew what was going to happen. He put Grealish and Sterling mm-hmm. against yeah. Tanganga. And from the first minute, I think he was lucky to not get yellow card Tanganga. But Larry. he went in with the right attitude. You know, he went in um, with exactly what he needed to do. And that was put pressure on them and hit them hard early. Yeah. And he frustrated them all game. And I thought it was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It was cracking. And that's the thing. And again, he's, he's one of our own. He's one of our lads. The fact that obviously City put that lineup out. And it was, I feel it's something ridiculous, like over 550. And then we've got players that come through our youth system that are putting them in their back pockets. Like, it's incredible. So, Tanya, obviously saying what Luke said about obviously playing right back, do you think we need to bring a centre-back in and keep playing Tanganga right back or hopefully have a bit more confidence in Doherty and Serge Aurier? And that made me feel really sick at the moment. Oh, saying girl, that. girl, honestly, <laughs> you just ruined that whole sentence there, by <laughs> those, those two. No, honestly, I want to give Tanganga a chance. I love Tanganga so much. I don't think people understand. I think it's ever since the Spurs documentary, I just love the way he comes across. I feel like he's so mature. He's so strong. 
And in that game, I think Gary Neville said it after the game, like that was the best one-on-one defending he's actually seen in a while. Mm. And the fact that he did that all on his own against the likes of Grealish, who's an absolute terror. I mean, he spent most of the game on the floor, which was really annoying, but <laughs> it is what it is. And Sterling, and he just held his own. Like He was just not yeah. phased by anything. That's what I love about him. So yeah, I definitely try him at right back. And I feel like, He's a player that, like Luke was saying, he can play in different positions. And I feel like you need that utility player sometimes. I think he's a useful um, player to have in the squad. It's just unfortunate for him that, you know, he hasn't really cemented a position. But it could be that right back is where he he plays in a Spurs shirt. I would love to give him the chance because I'm sorry. I've seen enough of Doherty. I, <laughs> I want him out already, to be honest. I don't care oh, if he's got Nuno. And Aurier, he wants to go. So give him a chance. Yeah. Well, I had a heart attack yesterday when... He decided when Doherty oh, was God. coming on. And yeah, thought, what was up with that? Well, I thought to myself, like, oh, he's going to go for a five at the back, push Tanganga in slightly, oh. and then, you know, and then play Doherty just to kind of solidify that defence. And then Tanganga comes off. My heart. Just- you know what I think that was? I think that was probably a... Um, that was probably a... I have worked with Doherty before at Wolves. I know his potential. Let's give him a bit of confidence and playing against, play him against the best team in the country for 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a massive risk, but then he brought on Christian Romero, which who I am so excited oh, about. God, I can't so even tell you. I posted a TikTok the other day and it was like, uh, how does it feel to be Arsenal? How does it feel to be oh, small? No. You sign Ben White, we sign Christian Romero. I'm getting death threats. I'm getting oh I'm getting the most disgusting messages on my ears. I love it. Oh I'm living God. for it purely because we spent 50 mil on a proven defender. They spent 50 mil on Ben White. Um, but, we don't but no, it's proven yet, Forms. We don't know in the league. I mean, you know. don't, you don't, you don't. It doesn't go amiss when you get Serie A defender of the year in a league known for its defending. And then you go and then you go and win the Copa America with the likes of Messi. Like it's 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 the type and and you look at someone like um, Fabio Paratici, who obviously worked in Italy for eleven years. He's he's seen these players. He knows what they're about. So I'm I'm confident. Yes, you're right. He's not proven obviously in the Prem <laughs> and it's different gravy. But very very confident that that he's going to come in and just kill it. Mm. And we did see a little cameo of him yesterday. I mean, it wasn't yeah. very long. But that being said, you know what? I haven't got a bad word for Dyer or Sanchez yesterday. Yeah, that, yeah. That is strange coming from me. Now, I don't well, want to say. Am I dreaming? Am I dreaming? Let me just pitch <laughs> <laughs> And I, I obviously don't want to say it's because of the other players around him, but my word, having Skip and Hoiberg in front of them, I think obviously gave them a lot of confidence. So, Luke. What do you make of those two? I mean, Skippy's our boy again and Hoiberg's just the Vikings. So what have you got to say for their performance and also helping out, obviously, those two in the back line? Yeah, so I thought Skip was a little bit overexcited in the first kind of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The way he, you know, fouled Jack Grealish right on the edge of the box. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But Ho- Hoiberg was was incredible. You know, I, I do love Hoiberg, but I thought his, his performance yesterday was better than I've seen him play in a long time. You know, his there was a moment where Benjamin Mendy was looking like he was going to play the ball back to the goalkeeper and Hoiberg just read it. And as he spun around, just won the ball back really high up the pitch. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant. I thought Skip had a great, you know, start of the season, great first game. You can't expect too much too soon from him. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to go out and say it. Davidson Sanchez was absolutely incredible yesterday. I thought he was <laughs> mad. Immense. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> 
And it's weird because he's come back, sorry, like rejuvenated after Cop America. Yeah. Um, so I quite, I, I don't know, I've always quite liked Davidson Sanchez, even though he's a liability. So mm. if I had to get rid of one of them, I'd get rid of Eric Dyer. Yeah. Um, but only thing because is, though, I've got no reason why I like him. I just, mm-hmm. just I get it. You like, you have those players where there's no explanation yeah. and they don't have to be the best. You just warm to them. But the thing is, with Dyer, Name me one time Eric Dyer's had a shocker against City. I don't know what it is about mm, playing Manchester City. Eric Dyer turns up. He, yeah, like, I get we lost the final. Dyer, uh, alongside Toby, played unbelievably. Obviously, however many years ago it was, he scored that 25-yard goal and, and brought it back to 1-0, and then we went on to win the game, I think, 4-1. It's just I've never seen Dyer play bad against City. I love it. <laughs> just play him against City and then don't play yeah. him for the rest of the Can season. We just play City, yeah, all the time, please. <laughs> then get yeah. rid of him. I mean, we've got this from Cody. Now, it's really strange. The start of, I think it was halfway through last season, obviously, when uh, Skip was playing for Norwich. Skip was mm. playing in a more forward role, spraying the ball. Now, it was interesting mm. to see that yesterday that was the reversal. I mean, obviously, Hoiberg had a more expansive role in the Euros of him playing yeah. further forward. So do you think maybe going forward, Tans, that it's going to be like a rotational basis, like one's going to push yeah. forward while the other one sits? Do you think that's how it's going to work? Or do you think all season, Hoiberg, uh, Skip's going to sit further deeper? Do you think it'd be a rotation kind of thing? No, I think they can rotate. And I feel like Hoiberg and Skip, they just work really well together from what I've seen mm. so far. And, you know, I think other players in the team, like Ndombele, you know, they need to be watching some of these players because Skip, a young kid coming in, it was tough for him in the first, like, 15 minutes or so. I was a bit worried for him. I was thinking, oh, God, it could be a long day for him, bless him. But he really proved himself. He was playing out of his skin, as was everybody. And I've been really impressed with him in pre-season. I'm so glad that he's back playing for us. And yeah, I think he compliments Hoybier and he allows Hoybier to push further forward, which is what that comment before was saying. So yeah, it's very exciting. I really like Skip and I'm pleased for him. If that's after one game, imagine what it's going to be like once they've played 30, 40 games together and they understand each other and they can keep swapping. One can go, all right, no, I'm going to stay back. You go. And Mm -hmm. then vice versa, because... We've seen we've seen Skip can pick a pass. Like I don't know, I don't know if you you saw um, the get. Well, I don't even know who it was was it was it when we played MK Dons? Was it Arsenal? Yeah, I can't that, remember who it was. Pass. But that that yeah. pass across. Oh, it was stunning. So he's got it in him. So maybe maybe he can stay back if he's got that range and Hoybier can go forward, or they can swap and and Hoybier's back. It's just I just I'm speaking my brain right now. My brain's going nuts <laughs> well, with ideas. Seems to me like that Deli Alley is a part of that as well. So all mm. three of them have a much more kind of central holding role, but with the ability to roam forward. Mm. So Deli Alley obviously is primary targets to get forward in transition to attack. But it seems like, as you say, Hoiberg yesterday was given that and Skip would stay back, or maybe in the future we'll see Hoiberg stay back and Skip go slightly further forward, Deli Alley forward from that. But um another mention, you know. I don't know if you might go on to it, Holly, but I thought Deli Ali had a really good game, you know, compared to what he has been like, um, you know, last season. I think that, I think I read a stat today that he ran the furthest out of any Spurs player yesterday. Nice. So and just, seeing him, just seeing him crunch into tackles as well, like hmm. that's the kind of Deli Ali that I want back. He's a lot bigger now. He's like, yeah. he's like, he hit, well, obviously he didn't go to the Euros. So he spent literally all summer just fitness and getting big. It's all, it's all the working hard, isn't it? It's all the working yeah. hard. He's back, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> and it is interesting that you've brought Deli Ali up as well, because obviously Scott here has put in a good fact that he did 
travel the most distance. But again, I don't want to be too negative on him because it, we haven't seen a lot of him in mm-hmm. many months at Tottenham. But I think he does need to up, let up his productivity because, yep. again, it wasn't really there, but I'll give him his due. You could see that he wanted to wear that shirt bride yesterday and we have been missing and lacking that for a very long time. So, Tan, do you think this is hopefully the turning point for Deli Alley? Will we hopefully see more of him and actually put in a good shift in more and more? You know, I don't want to be negative, Nelly, guys. I really don't. But I just, I don't think Delhi's the guy anymore. I just don't. I don't, don't get me wrong. I think yesterday he did work really hard. But I agree with you, Holly. I just feel like, again, there were times where I feel like he could have been doing a little bit more going forward, maybe. I just, I get frustrated with, with Ali. And I've, I've seen it a bit in pre-season, you know, the the taking too long, slowing the game down. And it's just like, I want him to be that player that he was, but I'm I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But Nuno seems to trust him. And, you know, he's working hard in training. <laughs> Heard it all before. Apparently. But, but <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe he is back this time. Maybe he is. He is our player. You know, he's not, he's not going anywhere. So I guess we just have to see what happens with him. I don't want him to play badly. Of course not. Like, if he is back, I'm all for it because yeah. a back Deli Ali, wow, like unplayable. So. Yeah, but then I saw yesterday he was making a lot more interceptions, you know, yeah. in our defensive zone, which his usually, game's changed. If, his if game you saw him changed. run back, you know, last season, the season before, if he was tracking a runner back, if he got into the kind of defensive third, he would just give up and give let them up, think, yeah. oh, the defenders will mop up. I did mm-hmm. see him, you know, winning the ball back. Now it's only one game. Uh, I think under Nuno, his game will be slightly different, so it won't be as attacking behind the striker um, Mm -hmm. as we've seen him in the past. I think it will be more of a solid three with him of the ability to go forward. Um, But I don't know. I'm not. That could be a problem, though, because last season, a lot of the season, we very much lacked creativity in Mm -hmm. a lot of areas. But if we're playing playing Skip and Hoybier, who aren't obviously players who are gifted as much as others in going forward. And then we've got Ali, whose game's changing and he's dropping a bit deeper. Where's that creativity come coming from? I know, obviously, we've got the players on the wings, but I'd like to see Lo Celso involved a lot more um, and and just try giving him another chance, just running things and, and seeing what he can do with it. Hmm. It is very interesting. That's the thing. I hope that Delhi does find this form again, because we hmm. all know what that one liquid was like. But again, is it, is it a little too late? And there's an interesting quote, I can't find it now, but someone said, but under Jose, we'd be sitting deep. Now, I'm going to throw it out there. Whoever wants to answer it can answer it. But do you think maybe, obviously, I was an advocate for Jose, this, that and the other, but it's old news now. But do you think, obviously, the way we've been playing under Jose has maybe limited maybe the progression of Delhi from where he was? Or do you think he was maybe uninterested even before Jose came in? Throw it out there to anyone who wants to answer it. Like- it could be a bit of both, but go on, Luke. Sorry, go for it. So, like, Sorry, I'll let I'll let you go next. But um, while it's fresh in my brain, otherwise I'll just forget. Um, <laughs> I think the downturn of Delhi Alley has been his own, you know, meteoric mm. rise to success. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when he first when he first came, and I remember he scored um, under Pochettino against Leicester, and a few of my mates, not Spurs fans, are like, "Who is this kid?" Like you know, obviously yeah. everyone watching against mm. Man United for MK Dons, and then. Um, when Spurs signed him and he kind of broke into the scene and then he scored that incredible goal against Crystal Palace. And, you know, he just had all this flair and skill and swagger about him. Then he became this kind of prima donna social media. Yeah. I don't know what word to use to describe him, right? But 
there's a lot of players like that. You know, Jesse Lingard springs to my mind. James Madison, another person that I see a lot of, you know, with his boohoo clothing range and everything else. <laughs> it all seems to be about Instagram followers and Instagram lives as opposed to like, you know, actually doing what is your your day job. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, nothing against social media whatsoever. Like I'm all over social media, but like do what you do first and then do yeah. that next. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that, where he seemed to get the money, the cars, you know, everything else. With that, he kind of got this self-entitled attitude, which is yeah. like, I'm Deli Ali. I should be playing every week for Spurs. And then when he wasn't, <laughs> and then when he wasn't getting into the sides, you know, always being, you know, said, you've got to try harder and all the rest of it. He just didn't seem interested. And yeah. I think that's, that's his own thing. I, mm-hmm. I think over time he will, he will realise that. And that's when we'll see hopefully yeah. a different Deli Ali. I think that's spot on. Like Deli Ali's downfall is Deli Ali. Like it's his attitude, yeah. in my opinion. I, I question his attitude. And I agree with what Luke's saying. It's almost like the success got to his head a bit. I think he had that brilliant season. And I feel like from then he's just dipped. Like he's not got back to that. And yeah, it could just be that he's been distracted by other things like, you know, the Instagram, the Boohoo Man deals. He's got his own clothing brand, doesn't he? I don't know, but I don't want to be like a Graham Soonis and blame it all on that. <laughs> but, you know, I just I just question where, where his focus has been. And I think he just needs to get back to focusing on his football, his fitness. But but who knows? I, I say this every season, Delhi is gonna come back different and he doesn't. But it might it might just be the case this season. It might just be the last chance for him and he and he gets back to that amazing player that he once was. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I think with, with the, the biggest difference between Nuno and Jose was that if Jose didn't like what you were doing, he'd oh, yeah. shout it at you and if you still didn't listen, he'd shun you. With Nuno, it's more like if you're doing well, he'll put his arm around you, like Poch did. And I yeah. think Delhi really strived on the Poch because it was like, okay, yeah. you're doing well. I'm going to treat you well. We're going to have a really nice working relationship instead of you're doing really well. Oh, you make one mistake. Oh, no, do one. Like it's 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 gonna. I <laughs> think much. it's it, there's a very different dressing room demeanor when it comes mm. to Jose Mourinho and every other manager. So mm. I'm I'm hoping that the manager is going to change things. I know obviously we might have said that when Jose came in, oh, the manager's going to change everything. But it's it's a fact. We've seen it in United. We've seen it in Chelsea more, more recently yeah. than it's. He comes in and he brings this pedigree with him, but he leaves a toxic dressing room behind yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, so Nuno, I feel like is the type of manager that will come in and go, okay, this is, we're a family again. Let's, let's do this. And that might help players like Delhi strive again. I hope. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. uh, obviously when, when Poch obviously left that I think everybody was a bit distraught in the fact, cause they lost that father figure and they got a hard night in. And I think it kind of, as much as I, I like Jose's bash attitude, if you're not playing well, you're off. I'll kind of thrive mm. off that, but it clearly hasn't worked with this group of players. So to see someone like Nuno come in, that is that father figure again, who knows? It might reunite um, the likes of Deli Ali. But it is exciting times. And like Cody said, it's so nice to see everyone smiling for once. I after being so depressed last <laughs> season. <laughs> so it is good times. Yeah, I give, just it, wanna... give, give it a week. <laughs> yeah, give it a week. Next again. week. <laughs> but that being said, obviously, we've spoken about some of the players, but I think the signing of the season... I'm going to say his name so wrong. So I'm just going to call him Don Fabio. Is Don Fabio. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys saw it, but the man was going absolutely nuts. Oh, mm-hmm. Jeff, uh, Crazy. 
Honestly, Steve Mitchin looks like a different person. He's got to hate my job to literally be Phil Mitchell on the sideline and be like, cheerleader. Like, oh, it's brilliant. Absolutely That's what happens brilliant. when your job's under threat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Mad. But brilliant, we, we've spoken about the grit on the field, but honestly, I think that man coming in, we've actually got a face unlike that egg behind me that actually <laughs> wants, it seems that he actually wants egg to be is. a part of this football club. You know, I mean, I've kept the egg egghead up there, but. Regardless, I think the fact that he's come in, obviously, we saw Lamela go. I know he scored two goals yesterday, but I'm ignoring that. Know, we saw Lamela go. It's just fate in it, really. Different league. Different league. Yeah, I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. Different league. Yeah. Very true. Very true. But again, obviously, we see Lamela go, who's been at the club for far too long, Deadwood. We've always seen Gazaniga go, which I was a bit meh about, but we got someone in to replace him, the Galini. We've got the new. Um, I always say his name wrong as well. By I think it's Brian Hill rather than Gill. I think you pronounce yeah, it's it. Hill. Yeah, Hill. Yeah, Brian yeah. Hill. Yeah. That's yeah, the Brian one. That's Hill. the one. Yeah, I can't do. I that. love you. I love that pronunciation next time you. So yeah, I record you saying it. So I just push a button. But that that being said, Luke, what do you think an impact this DOF has had on the squad and the football club as a whole? Well, I think it's just opened up our knowledge of other leagues. You know, it, which sounds stupid, right? Premier League scouts should be aware of decent players in the Italian Spanish leagues, etc. But it's that I've, what I've read a lot about him is you know, he kind of goes after five players at once mm. and you know, works out all the deals and tries to see which one he can get over the line. It's not just working on one player that falls apart, we move on to the next one. You know, all of these players are being contacted all of the time. I just Works read a thread today about all the all the deals that we're looking at trying to get done. There's like two two or three strikers in there, you know, two centre-backs in there. There's loads of players in this list of, of players that they're going after. Now, we're not going to sign all of them. What it means is it means that not only do... When you go after one player, the clubs, the agents, everybody knows you're after that player. Therefore, the negotiations become a lot harder. Yeah. When you go after multiple people at the same time and say, well, if you don't come or you don't accept the offer that we're willing to put on the table, mm. we've got another option here. We've got another option here. So I really, really like that. Plus, you know, he's tapped into the markets of Italy and Spain, which are all in financial crisis. We talked yeah. for Arsenal for a second, who seem to only be going after Premier League players. Mm. You know, the prices are skyrocketing because a lot of clubs in the league aren't desperate for cash. You know, mm. places we should be looking into is Barcelona. You know, after they said they're in like 1.5 oh billion euros worth of debt today. <laughs> Mad, isn't it? Um, and yeah, you know, the uh, the way that we got rid of Eric Lamella off the wage bill, but then brought in uh, mm, Brian Hill. You know, exactly. So you get yeah. not only, I think, anyway, I can't even remember the figure now. I've lost it. But it's a lot of money that we've saved already on wages. Yeah. But then we can then transfer back into other players so yeah it's working really really well you know i want to see the squad at the end of the transfer window um mm -hmm. and then kind of make a decision on how great Ferratich is but um i do like his effort i do like his passion as well and that's it you know you don't have to love spurs or be a spurs fan for your entire life so just about going into a job and just showing that that's where you want to be and, and it's good to see yeah it is exciting Definitely. And that's the thing, what Cody said, oh, I am this one, Cody said here as well, I think, I said this the other day, I think us having this massive crack and it happening, I think has actually done us the world of good on the flip side, because mm -hmm. I don't think we would have even bothered with the DOF. So that being said, Forms, do you think maybe this is a, 
let's say a blessing in disguise that we've kind of fallen off uh, a cliff, so to say. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's like it's like it's it's got to get worse to get better, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we left it. I think we we say it. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's true though. We when we say it, and it's been said time and time again. When Pochettino said, "All right, we need a rebuild now," and then didn't get it, it was only going to go downhill from there. And then it just seemed to get worse and worse and worse. And it could not have got to the point where. We do so badly that we're not attracting the right players. We keep the deadwood. We go down and down and down, and then we're in the championship. That was never going to happen. It was always going to be, it's got to get to a point where either the board end up leaving, or if they don't leave, they have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And Levy was never going to leave. You can stand there and go in and count Levy out all they want. The club's making them so much money, they're not going to leave. So it's like, okay let's do something about it and i think the way that the way they're the way they're going about is very clever like you don't and i i love paratici i haven't i've i've known i've known about the man for a couple of months and he's already one of my favorite human beings on the planet you don't go to be being the director of football at a club like juventus for 11 years and not bring a black book with you like the man knows what he's mm. talking about. The man knows his stuff. The man's got connections in the right places. Yeah. And he's coming and it looks like he's doing a great job. And and Luke, I think you said like a couple of minutes ago, you, you can't wait to see what it looks like at the end, what we look like at the end of the transfer yeah. window. I think we're going to be very surprised at how much money we've actually ended up spending. I think money, yeah. I don't know, where, don't, don't ask me where it's coming from because I don't know. It's coming I'm from seeing, everywhere. We know something we don't. I'm seeing we've got, we got, we got we're spending 50 mil on, on Romero, 25 for, for Hill. We've got... Um, I think 20, 20 million over the line for Tommy Asu, if I pronounce his name right. There's another 25 for another defender. I'm like, I'm sitting there eating my dinner, looking at this number, these numbers, thinking, where are we getting this from? Like, the, the AJ fight can't be making us that much money. Uh, it's, but the point I'm making is I'm very, I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's on its way up because it was never going to get much lower than it was. And we're going to have a very exciting summer. Don't know about the season, wow. but we're going to have a very exciting summer. We'll be very exciting. But first, right. I just want to quickly go to you, Tans, because I know you've got to shoot in a minute. We Absolutely, have got the yeah. com- we have got the Conference League on Thursday and Wolves at the weekend. So I just want your quick fire prediction for both, shall we say. Do you reckon Harry Winks is going to feature in that uh, Thursday match? I mean, I hope he features in that and not in the league. Um, <laughs> So you can feature and I forgot about that bloody conference thing. You know oh, what? Right. When then Nuno after the game said, Oh, we've got Portugal on Thursday, I'm thinking, Who? Same. I'm like, what? Same. I was like, what is he talking about? And then I, and then it clicked. I was like, Oh crap, we're in that bloody conference league. I mean, look, for the conference league, I feel like our intention should be to win it. I don't see why that shouldn't be our intention. Like we're Tottenham and I think the teams in that competition, I mean, some of the teams, if you, I don't even, who are we playing? Like some of the FC teams, Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there you go. There you go. No excuses, but I think it's a perfect opportunity for the youngsters. So I feel confident that we'll win that game. Wolves. Um, see, this is where I'm getting panicky because I feel like these are the teams that we struggled with last season. Your Wolves, your Crystal Palaces, your Fulhams, these are the teams that we dropped points against last season. So I want us to be, you know, firing, same intensity as we've shown in the City game. Go for it, because I think Wolves are a good side. It's obviously Nuno's old team, but I think we've got more. We're more than capable to beat them. I mean, I saw them against Leicester. They're, they're a decent-ish side, but 
I think we're we're more than as I say we're more than capable to get the win. So I'm hoping we win, and I'm hoping that the smiles continue. Fingers crossed, because I'll be livid yeah. if we don't win that. I'll be absolutely gutted because it's kind of like it'll be it'll be typical Spurs, wouldn't it? Nuno coming to his old club and they and they thrash us. That would just be typical, wouldn't it? Mm, it would be. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I think we should win. I'm feeling confident. I'm a changed Hopefully. woman, Holly. I'm a changed woman. It's just, it's just positivity now. Nuno's I hope at the we have, helm. I hope we have Tanya victory uh, speeches instead of Tanya. Yeah, Rance instead. do you know what it might be called? The Queen speeches from now on. Tanya <laughs> nice. <speech>. like, <laughs> I like it. But no, thank you, Tanya, for, no, for joining us worried. tonight. It's um, a pleasure. Where uh, where are we going to find you next? Go on, plug it, plug it. Right, so I'm on Twitter, at is here, Tanya underscore Leona. Catch me on Never a Foul at like eight o'clock, which is very soon. Um, views from the Skywalk, Tottenham Channel. We're going to be talking about the game as well. So yeah, catch us on here after Holly's show. We obviously still want you to be here watching Holly. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for having me on. <laughs> My worries, totally. Take Thank care, Forms and Luke as well. Lovely seeing you. Good Bye. seeing you too. See you later. But yeah, let's um big up Tanya. I love Tanya. But anyway, let's um crack on with those questions that I asked Tanya as well. So Forms, what are you hoping for obviously Thursday and uh Sunday? I mean, we got a cruise food through Thursday. I think it'd be silly not to I understand that it's a knockout game and we were in the, the playoffs for the Europa League last season and that was dodgy because we had to bring on Kane and Son to save us. But I think it's different because it's the Europa Conference. So it's a level below. I'd be disappointed if we if we weren't playing the likes of Scarlett and and that lot. Um they've and John. Uh-huh. They've they've uh, that, that lot and, and Harry Wings, the geezer next to you. Um I just I feel like it's it's a game that not many of our first team players need to be playing. We need to be rested for a, for a team like Wolves. Yes, last season they weren't at their best, but their intensity's high. So my predictions, I reckon we'll we'll win. We'll beat the Portuguese team by at least three. Um, and I'd like to see Galini starting goal. And then Wolves. Well, I'm going. So I hope we win. And I'm going for I'm going for a two 0 I'm quietly confident. I saw a stat the other day that said five of the last six times we've played Wolves, the away team has won. So mm. we're the away Fingers team. Up. Let's win. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I mean, it is interesting as well because there is rumours, Luke, that uh, Kane is in the squad for the Conference League. And uh, more money says play Kane on Thursday and drop him for Wolves. So I'll go to you, Luke. What do you think? Do you think Kane will feature in that game at all? Do you think it's still too too soon to, to even dabble with Harry Kane at the moment? Well, firstly, I want to just talk about something that Kev G said up a bit higher. He basically said um, to you, Forms, when you're talking about like the money that we've spent. Oh, this one. And like, yeah, Romero is technically alone this season. with. A, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Because he can't be registered twice. I didn't look into the full details. But he basically can't be registered twice. So yeah. financially, it's worked out even better. Bang because him. it's a loan, ah. and then we just buy him next season. I think it's an obligation to buy as opposed to a option to buy, but I might be proven wrong. There's somebody out there that knows more than I do. Um, but what I was interested about, I, I'm sure this isn't true, but I read about like someone was like, we should play Kane just so I don't think it actually happens because I think in the different European competitions, you doesn't mean you're tied for the other people, but we should play Kane just so then he doesn't have, he can't play if he moves to City in the Champions League. Ah. No, they changed, they changed, so they, they changed that rule a couple of years ago. I remember when yeah. uh, it was Coutinho when he signed for Barca in January, 
if Liverpool, it was the season where Liverpool, I think it was 2018 where they lost to Madrid. If Liverpool won, Coutinho would have still won a Champions League badge medal because he couldn't play for Barca that season. But right. the, I think 29, the year that we made the final, they changed the rule. Um, and if you played for one team in a European competition at the start of the season, you could, if you signed in January, then play for them. So that that he, right, okay. as much as I would love to play him <laughs> and then him not have to play for City if he signed for them, he, that wouldn't be the there. case. Um, yeah. Sorry, but talking about these games. So, yeah, I think it's important the first, because I think it's two legs, isn't it, this playoff game? So, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so the first leg... We need to give some guys a little, you know, run out. I saw Ryan Sessignon's playing tonight. So, yeah. hope that maybe he gets through that unscathed and, you know, we give him a little run out in the Europa Conference League. Yeah, as you said, I'd like to see Scarlett play, Galini in goal, maybe Brian Hill, um, mm, give him his first start. I'd like to see a few changes, but not too many because one of the yeah. other things, obviously, people talk about lots of games and players can't play that many games in a row, etc. It's nonsense. They can. One thing <laughs> that's really important is like building on what we've done against City. So it's building mm. those relationships again and those performances. If we start chopping and changing the team every single game, how are we going to get consistency through the team? So yeah, I think we need yeah. to we need to win. But it would be nice to, you know, maybe start with some some first teamers, and then once we go one two nil up, because we'll be away, then just uh, start bringing players off and, and rotating it. I think yeah, it might be it... worth playing. Sorry, Holly. I think it no, might no, be worth playing. Um, playing the types of players who are starting, like who who whoever started against City, that aren't necessarily the more confident players, like your Delis and your Steves, because um, because yeah, yeah that that will give them more of play. a. Yeah, that it just gives them more of a run in and more confidence and gelling with the rest of the team. I get that. I get that. Mm, and I think, like you said, with with Deli Allen, is obviously his consistency at the moment. Playing him in this fixture probably would do him the world of good to keep that momentum mm. going, just to get that bit more productivity from him a bit more. But no, it is interesting. I mean, hopefully these smiles stay because I am actually loving life right now. It's it's a very strange feeling, <laughs> but one I want to remain after last season. <laughs> But I want to thank you both and obviously Tanya for joining me tonight. We'll go and do the rounds. So, Luke, where can everybody find you? And thanks again for joining me. That's all right. So you can follow me on Twitter if you like. I don't talk that good stuff, but uh, it's Luke underscore RATV. Um, or you can subscribe to our channel. It's Rivalry Aside TV. We've got a Liverpool fan, a Man United fan, an Arsenal fan, West Ham fan, a Leicester fan. I think that's it so far. Uh, but we're building every day. And, uh, yeah, we talk about all different types of football um, we have a predictor league that we do every single week where we all predict the scores. You guys can join in as well. It's just a good laugh. We obviously do our selected shows as well. So if you want to catch me talking Spurs, if you enjoyed anything that I said, um, then uh, yeah, <laughs> then you can uh, come over to Rivalry Side TV. That would be great. Mad. Don't downplay yourself, Luke. Your channel is immense and you're immense with all the things you say as well. So do not downplay yourself. Um, but thank you again for joining me tonight, Luke. And make sure you go over to Rivalry, Rivalry Aside. To, Jesus, I can't even get my words out tonight. I'm too excited that we won. Um, but also, Forms, thank you for joining me tonight. Where can they find you doing all your stuff? Thank you for having me. Um, where can you find me? Literally type in form forms on everyone every it's inverted forms on on absolutely everything spotify apple music soundcloud the lot 
And then socials, just type in forms and you'll see this beautiful face everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do appreciate it. You need to check out Forms' stuff, man. I'm still waiting for a rap for an intro for Holly Sotsvers Live. Done. You know what? We'll talk, we'll talk as soon as this is finished, we'll talk about it and I'll I'll make one for you. Sound. I like as long as Winx is in there somewhere, it's all Gucci, you know. <laughs> done. Done. <laughs> Um, and like Chris said, I'm not on the gin just yet because I'm actually happy. I only drink gin when I'm depressed from my loss. But, um, <laughs> Chris, like I always say, that is an excellent surname. But thank you once again to everyone else in the chat as well. Like I say, Holly Sotswell's live is a bit different. I can't get all your comments up because I literally can't multitask. But thanks again for all of you joining in. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Go follow these lot. And until next time, hopefully we'll be talking about another win because I've actually enjoyed tonight. But thanks Enjoy. again and come on, you, you. Spurs. Thank you.